Hello guys, this is your Ayaka, Divya, whatever you can call me, your host, doing another podcast episode, Wild Waves. I hope you guys are excited because I've been, um, you know, posting a lot of uh, bloopers and a lot of um, posts about Emily in Paris, so you guys know what this podcast episode is all about. And um, before I begin, obviously, make sure you're following my Instagram page, that's aloof.scribbler, to send me feedbacks, any of your books, movies, series that you want me to be reviewing, I'll happily do that, you know, even your songs, you know, it's, it's, it's all about art, reviews, and just having some sort of opinion, and maybe, maybe you guys can just... Um, send me a DM and we can we can do a podcast together, you know, um, let's make it creative. Um, so let's move on with uh, the review, a disclaimer, guys. So this is going to be season two disclaimer, more than one. I'm pretty sure you guys have watched uh, Emily in Paris season one because it was all COVID lockdown and whatnot. Um <clears throat> But definitely, I think Lily Collins fans out there must have watched it for sure without missing it out. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on. So um, if you remember, like yeah, in season one of Emily in Paris, Chicago native turned Parisian Emily Cooper, who is Lily Collins, like I told you before, is dubbed basic by a famous French designer. He means it as an insult from which she passionately defends herself later, but the comment rings true in terms of Emily's broader characterization. Um, I actually liked season one more than season two. That's my personal opinion. The Netflix series from Darren Star is marred by a non-script protagonist who um, doesn't evolve or gain any kind of uh, dimension in the second season. I'm pretty sure if you guys have watched it and which which obviously premieres it, it premiered on December 22nd um, just to be precise about that and Emily and by extension the show both feel stuck in time so um, yeah but definitely it's it, I, I, w- I would say go for it watch it um, but I wouldn't force someone to sit down and watch season two Anyway, Emily in Paris is, I think it's essentially a whimsical, um, I'm just looking for a word, escapist comedy. It would be simpler to let it play out as a travelogue or even a kosher fashion show. It is, it is meant to be. Instead, the show and its lead try to be more earnest in season two, only to fall short due to lazy writing. I, I've noticed that um, it's very dramatic and stretched out. It's quite dragged in narrative arcs and um, Emily's ongoing lack of distinctive traits beyond the fact that she's apparently good at her job. So maybe there could have been a bit more to the character, you know. Um, obviously, Lily did do a great job with acting, for sure. Um, and people with fashion taste would love Emily in Paris, because I did, uh, looking at the, you know, Paris French culture and a lot of people into fashion that was interesting as well so anyway the show continues to try to sell Emily as a relatable millennial who is obsessed with hacking it Instagram captions Um, and it's 
kind of unrealistic at the same time uh, you every person watching would criticize that part obviously as the series begins her world shifts when she relocates to paris for work trying to lend her american social media wisdom to the french marketing firm and the early sitcom like vibe makes it so that her workplace failures somehow end up becoming convenient successes um yeah i mean kind of kind of unrealistic if you think about it but um but if you were to keep aside maybe park aside your critical uh nature and watch it then maybe you like it like it's chick flick as well so and this is especially true in the second season as Emily and her work and personal life mesh even further, creating room for lots of chaos. You'll see the chaotic atmosphere um, coming in. And whether it's a trip to St. Tropez gone wrong or Emily losing track of an actress because of her new crush, much like a previous star protagonist, Sex and the City's Carrie Bradshaw, if you remember, guys, if you watched Sex and the City, fabulous. Um, old school people will obviously know sex in the city anyway emily often fails upwards career wise all while never repeating any of her colorful fancy outfits imagine like wow her outfits are just tremendously amazing but she's she's a marketing she's into marketing and i don't know how she would be able to afford it you know like it's, it's highly unrealistic at the same time they could have done something about it um, but anyway, so yeah, the, I would point out lazy writing there, okay? Um, yeah, so Emily often fails upwards career-wise and outfits it there. And it's the American dream remade as a glamorous French illusion. Because um, it it has it's, it's fully American and, and there's touch to American. So that's one of the reasons as well. It was chaotic. Emily in Paris relies on convenience as season two drags out the love triangle between Emily, her love interest Gabrielle, who's called uh, Lucas Bravo, if you guys know, and his girlfriend Camille, and her real name is Camille as well. Anyway, uh, the latter's champagne brand Champagne, uh, pardon me with the pronunciation, with French, you know, was already Savoir client now in order to bring gabrielle into the leeds sphere the series places his newly opened restaurant under emily's marketing turf and which is which was like very surprising to me but anyway leading to an endlessly complicated back and forth back and forth and back and forth between the three of them um emily does 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 get a couple of new suitors, a brief tryst with Matthew, and a relationship with newcomer Alfie, a British expat and banker who simply hates all things French. That is until he is reintroduced to the society, when he was reintroduced to the city um, through Emily's eye. So, so he starts liking it. Alfie is a strong competitor for the swan worthy Gabriel. Uh, but as this triangle expands to a square, Emily in Paris can't help but fall into familiar and boring patterns. I'm really sorry to be using boring, but boring patterns in order to pull at narrative threads that should have already been buried. 
um talking about the show is i, I think the show remains all thrilled with little to no substance in its second season just like emily herself uh, at one point alfie points out how busy and fascinating emily's lifestyle is yet his words hardly seem to leave an impression on her um yeah and her romantic endeavors and professional dilemmas continue to mount but her personality simply refuses to emerge emily's i think um the character because it's so focused on emily right so emily's insipidness um you know stands in stark contrast to the show's far more interesting female characters like um friends friends you know mindy if you remember ashley park she's done a great job acting wise and she stands out in the series and camille obviously and her formidable boss sylvie um who, who was known known to be philippine if you remember anyway parks radiance bolsters mindy's electric screen presence even if the character gets bogged down with this rushed romance of her own mindy's perseverance in trying to become a singer by working at a drag club or busking along with her unbashed um, yuma manages to elevate the show to some extent um, i like it i like this part of um, the series if the show had been mindy in paris it would have been charming uh, charming I, I definitely think that and it would have been watchable tv comedy camille and sylvie the show's two french women are independent and fabulous in their own way okay and Leroy gets into gets to dive into Sylvie's backstory a little bit more giving the character depth and um, the character the actor a chance to showcase more somber acting just as um, Emily is no match for her colleagues and peers Collins can't keep up with her co-stars and that's really sad her expressions remain roughly the same less the outfits or her manicured um, waves of go ori whether it's turbulent confrontation with a friend a disaster at a fashion show or um if, if i can remember what was that yeah or juggling two of her love interests yeah collins i think collins remains poised and dainty um despite her best efforts the role does not serve her talent because she's an amazing uh, actress I, I definitely think lily collins could do so much better and the series i think insists that emily being ringard is her best asset which the sophomore season doubles down on by trying to make use of her tackiness as a business at one point, she's in charge of making leaks cool, just as Neth Paltrow did with Goop. None of it adds any real value, to be honest. Unlike Satk or similarly frothy dramatis like The Bold Type or Good Trouble, the show doesn't invest in the depths of Emily's friendships. Um, the characters' bonds seem as shallow as the show's idea of French people and culture. They could have done so 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 much better with french culture and using a lot of things you know they've, they've they've put in so much money why couldn't they do more of you know um putting more time to writing and making it more authentic 
Anyway, season one of Emily in Paris was all vacuous, but it arrived in the midst of a global lockdown, like I told you guys. The show blew up because it offered a dreamy getaway to Paris, tasteful cafes for sure, uh, monuments and just name it, like and trends. Uh, but that's just not enough to justify an entirely new season. I definitely don't think that. Maybe they could have just come up with another place, not Emily in Paris, but something else, or uh, not just dived into only Paris, but uh, sorry, only Emily, but more characters. I don't know. It just lacked a lot of things from my personal opinion. You guys might have liked it. Feel free to send me feedbacks and comment. Um, find find the podcast on youtube and spotify and i'm hoping you guys are following our page that's house of words official <clears throat> and yeah and and i hope you guys watch emily in paris season two if you have time as well so this is ayaka aka devia all you know all, all of you guys know me as aloof.scribbler on instagram anyway but I'm just signing off now and I'll see you guys with another review of probably a book or maybe a movie that I've watched re recently that's trending and that is a must watch kind of movie. So yeah, see ya. Hasta la vista.